Zakawani, the flying winger. Oh, goodness me! He doesn't need anybody, Steve Zakawani! Steve Zakawani was never fun to stick up against. If it wasn't for Zakawani, none of this is possible. It's Steve, it's Steve. <laughs> this is so weird. Steve Zakawani! What's up, everyone? Steve Zakawani here. It's been a while, but we're back on Winging It with Zakawani. So many games. So many games in recent weeks. We barely had time to sit down, press record, and bring you the exclusive from not really inside the camp. I'm kind of on the outside, but as close as you can be to the team, to what's going on. And we've got to discuss this upturn in form. It's been crazy. And just like when the team was playing bad, you couldn't pin it on any one thing. This turn in form, it's not down to any one thing. There's a few reasons. I'll give my opinion. Most of you have already given me your opinions too. Um, I see the questions that came in. We've got lots to discuss on the show. We will be, of course, discussing the win very briefly against Vancouver. That seems like a long time ago. The Rui Diaz debut and win at San Jose. And then, of course, for me, the most impressive win of the season this past Sunday against a very good Eastern Conference NYCFC. And then preview, the Sounders out of town this weekend, back on the road at Minnesota United. And we'll talk about what to expect in kind of this final stretch, this running. For me, the running begins now. It's where you have the momentum. You have got to keep it going. But let's discuss six games, unbeaten, that doom and gloom, that a lot of you, not me, but a lot of you felt throughout the whole year, which was justified at times and in a lot of ways, it just seems to have been lifted. It's funny what a few wins can do, what a few good results can do. Um, Even the draws, the couple of draws during this run, they've just lifted the mood. And the most impressive thing for me about this run is the team is finding ways to win even without playing at their absolute best. I know what I'm seeing. My eyes are very open. I know what's out there. I know how to analyze this game. And the Sounders can play a lot better. The Sounders have not hit peak form. The guys they have out there, and don't forget, they lost Victor Rodriguez when he was in the middle of being the most informed player on the team. He was playing fantastic since coming back. And then the hamstring demons got him and he was out. But the team hasn't lost a step. And still feel when I'm looking at the team, the levels they can go to, which is a great thing to talk about. The one knock against the Sounders early on in this run was, well, who have you really beat? You didn't play no one good. Anyone can beat Colorado. San Jose, Vancouver without the wonder kid, Alfonso Davis. Those aren't good teams. That was the knock against the Sounders. Not a valid one because I haven't played in this league. Listen, it's tough to win one game. You win one game, you feel so much relief heading to the hotel and the airport after. You win one game, you feel so much relief on your drive home because it's tough to win a game. But that was the criticism and the knock. It was unfair. But boy, that all changed on Sunday because NYCFC is a good team, even without the superstar, David Villa. You see the way this team plays. It was so impressive. It's the... Man City's little brother, and you can see the Pep Guardiola influence through Patrick Vieira 
And now the new manager, who's even closer to Guardiola, was his assistant at Barca, at Bayern, and at Man City. So this guy has been in rooms with Peps. He's been in the trenches. He's been in late-night phone calls. He absorbs Pep's mind. And, you, and Pep, for me, is the greatest coach in the world um, in terms of tactics and how his team plays the game, the style, the philosophy. And NYCFC embodied that. They were keeping the ball. And when I played for the Sounders, no team could come to CenturyLink or Questfield back in the early couple of seasons and boss possession, dominate the ball, make us chase the ball around. Never. In MLS, teams go on the road and they sit back, they bunker in, they defend. NYCFC came here and said, forget all of that, we're going to play. And it was at 60% to 40% possession. Um, that playmaker, Maxi Morales, oh my God, special, special player. He ran a clinic in that first 45 minutes. They were impressive. They were moving the ball. Earlier in the year, that's a game the Sounders lose. A good team like that on their game, oh, Sounders ain't winning that. It's a different time. The team stayed with it, stuck with it, kept going, kept fighting, kept pushing. And then the beloved Christian, Seattle's own CR7, stepped up with a very timely goal, and that swung the momentum. NYC had been punched in the mouth. They couldn't believe it. They felt they should be up, and all of a sudden they find themselves playing from behind. Then Seattle held on through the halftime whistle. You come out second half, the message in that locker room at halftime is win the next 15 minutes. That first 15 from 45 to minute 60, we have to win that. And Seattle won it. Come out, got the second goal. What a goal. Gustav Svensson. Technique, precision, accuracy. You can't strike the ball sweeter than that. That ball deserves to go in if you make that kind of connection. And then the man of the moment, he's come from the dead, from the grave. He was sitting next to me in the press box just a few weeks ago. Now you can't leave him out. Harry Ship, incredible. What a turnaround. Testament to hard work, putting your head down, getting on with it. And then once you get your chance, grabbing it by the scruff of the neck with both hands, he's done that. What's changed for the Sounders? Let's give Brian Schmetzer and staff some credit, first of all. Tactics, small tweaks game to game. Some games you'll see Christian Rodan start on the right and Nico centrally. And then 15, 20 minutes in, maybe 60 minutes in, he'll make a switch. Nico, you go on the right. Christian, come central. Those small tweaks change the dynamic of how the team play. With Christian on the right, Nico central, you don't get as much of Christian in the game as you would like. But you do get a lot of Nico, which you also like. But then you've got to find the right balance. So sometimes you push Nico out there and then Christian central. Christian's going to run around. He's not really a number 10 playmaker. He's not on the ball guy. But off the ball, his runs are great. He knows how to support. He knows how to keep the ball going. And then Nico on the right, he goes anywhere he wants anyway. But then defensively, you lose something because like San Jose did in the first half, they're going to attack the side that Nico left. So Brian Schmetz has had to weigh things like that up. He's got it right. More on this later, but... Dropping, we're not going to use the word resting. You've got to call things what they are. Dropping, Clint Dempsey. Big decision. Huge decision. Big coaches make big decisions for the good of the group. He's gone with it. He's stuck with it. Dropping Will Bruin, top scorer, to incorporate the new signing. These are coaching successes. Form, 
Key players finding key form at the right time. Nico looks fantastic. He came to Seattle in 2016 with a bang. Last year, 2017, was still very good, but maybe didn't quite reach the heights of 2016. But since being snubbed by Uruguay for the World Cup, he looks great. Nico Rodero does. He looks fantastic. He's on the ball. He's buzzing. His free balls are finding their precision again. He's scoring goals. He's willing the team to victories. As long as he's on the pitch, you feel something could happen. Something will happen. There is a point for us. There is three points for us. And lastly, health. You can rewind all the podcasts. I sat in this chair and I said time after time, you can't judge this team when they're missing Ozzy Alonso, Roman Torres, Nico Lodero, Victor Rodriguez, Jordan Morris. Should I go on? Kelvin Laydam. These are key players. That's five or six starters. Of course, you're not going to be as good as you can be. And they were losing games. And they were getting beat. Now everybody's back for the most part. And like magic, the team's playing better. It's fantastic from the Sounders. Six games, unbeaten run. It's been really, really good. Just like when they were playing bad, there's not any one thing. You can't pinpoint on any one thing for this turnaround. But long may it continue. The NYCFC win was the most impressive one of the season because that's one of the best teams Seattle has played and they bought their A game without a superstar striker. We've got to say that. But they still had the ball. They still did what they wanted to do. And Seattle scored goals at the right moments without even playing their best. Questions. First one. How do you explain the form of Harry Ship? That's the one I got quite a few of. Um, you don't explain it. You don't. You sit back and you enjoy it. You look at, that's a guy working very hard, a guy who deserves the goals he's getting in the Open Cup at New York Red Bulls against NYCFC this weekend, and he shot that ball with authority. He shot that ball like he meant it. And that's a message to Brian Schmetzer. Like, I am staying in his team. Don't care who you sign, who you bring going to be tough to take me out as always hashtag ask zach on twitter for your questions when we return of course the big three things and the elephant in the room that i'm going to address head on what to do with the clint dempsey situation more on winging it with zach Wani as soon as i'm back Sean Johnson's goal, square ball. Christian, top of the box is Ozzy. One touch to his right and Lerdam inside the box. Rui Diaz, here's Roldan. Oh, Christian Roldan! Christian Roldan back to the net in the 36th. One nil Seattle. Corner box left. Ladero. Ship. Still Ladero. Gustav Svensson winding up. Big grab! Roman Torres will come in, not on this switch, on this change, on this stoppage, I should say, but on the next. Bruin inside the box, Ladero, ship, ship all alone, and it's Harry Ship. Ship puts this game away in the 86th.
Welcome back. Steve Zakawani here, winging it with Zakawani. Hashtag ask Zach, what do you make of the MLS rule that if a player misses the All-Star game, they are automatically suspended for their team's next league game? We've seen that happen in this year with Zlatan Ibrahimovic, David Villa, who's been injured, so that doesn't really make any sense. Um, I love MLS. From when I played in the league in 09 to 14, it's grown even since then. I love the growth. The league is better. The crowds are better. The TV broadcasts are better. But some of these rules, man, I don't know what to think of them. You want players to come to this league. You want your big players to be seen. You want them to be the advertisement for the league. And you suspend them for missing a game that doesn't mean anything. Zlatan has been in incredible form. He has 15 goals in 17 games. I mean, the self-proclaimed lion or god, whatever he calls himself these days, he's living up to it. If I'm the Galaxy and I'm looking at a situation, I'm like, the last thing I want is for this guy to go all the way to Atlanta play on the turf I believe it's turf over there have some kind of injury to travel all of that at his age to come back less than fresh for us and our playoff push suffers so we're gonna hold him back and the league's thing is we'll suspend him I understand why the league does that you wanna push your star game you're playing Juventus you're playing the big teams people that don't normally watch MLS might watch they wanna see Zlatan I get it Find the club. Find the player. Don't make players miss games. Have some kind of penalty if you must, but not miss games. That hurts you in the long run. Because now a market that maybe gets one chance to see a star this season won't see them. Quite frankly, if I'm LA, I'm like, our next game's Colorado away. Maybe I don't want Zlatan at altitude. Sure, we'll take that suspension. He, he can take an extended break. So I'm not a fan of that rule. Hashtag Ask Zach, as always. The big three things. Numero uno, Clint Dempsey. Oh boy. What to make of this? What to think of this? Unless you've been living under a rock, Clint Dempsey has been a bit part player for the Sounders um, during this run, quite frankly. This long, unbeaten run. It's come on a couple of times, but it's... Sometimes it's garbage time minutes, 10, 15 minutes here to help close out the game. Um, On occasions like this past game on Sunday, he didn't see the pitch at all. This is Captain America, all-time leading goal scorer for the U.S. Tied, I think, with London. Tied with Freddie Montero, all-time. Sounders, leading goal scorer. Fulham, legend. One of the few American outfoot players, attacking players, to go to Europe and dominate Big time World Cup player. Zero minutes in the last game. It's a tough one. I'll address this from Clint's perspective and the team's perspective. When you're a player like Clint, you don't get as far as you've got from a small town in Texas, being overlooked on the youth national teams, always kind of being written off, cutting your teeth early in your career in Boston at New England Revolution, going to England not to the big four teams, 
to Fulham, having to grind and fight, not knowing if you're going to play week to week. You don't accomplish what he's accomplished if you don't have a certain amount of healthy ego. I'm the man. I'm Clint Dempsey. I'm the best player on the team. Put me on there. I should make the difference. It's tough to switch that off. I've told Clint, I will share this. I said, look, man, you're 35. However long you have left, whether it's this year or next year or two more years after this, regardless, you're on the back end of your career. Enjoy it. Just go out there, do the little warm-ups and have fun during 5v2, possession drills, shooting drills. Because when it's gone, you'll miss it. Trust me, I know. You have nothing to prove. You're the king. You're Clint Dempsey. There's nothing you need to do on the pitch ever again to prove to us how good you are. We know anything we see now is a bonus. We enjoy just watching you. And father time's undefeated. Your body's not where it once was. It happens. That's what I've said. I also understand it's very easy to say that. Someone like Clint can't simply flip that switch and say, Steve, you're right. No, he still wants to be the man. He still wants to play. So I'll say this. I love that Brian Schmetz has taken the decision for the good of the team. I'm not saying it's the right one or the wrong one, but he's taken a decision. But we've not seen the loss of Clint Dempsey. At some point this year, that's too much quality to overlook. The guy has more ability in that right leg than most people who've ever thought or dreamt of picking up a ball. You don't lose that. And maybe this short break is going to light a fire under Clint. And then when you're in the big playoff games, when you need to go on the road and win and you need to pick up the points, you're not turning to many people before you turn to Clint Dempsey. So well done all around. Well done, Brian Schmetzer and coaching staff. And well done, Clint, because he's still out there. He's still training. He's on the bench. He's still encouraging the guys. He's a part of it. He's got a smile on his face, which isn't easy to do. But the quality of that kind of player makes me believe we've not seen the end of him. From one sounder striker to a next, number two, Raul Rui Diaz. I've seen enough to tell he's very good, which you know. But here's why he's good. He reminds me of Freddie Montero. Let me explain. They are different, but the same. Both of them are so good technically. Clean on the ball. Good first touch. Get the ball back to goal. Spread it wide. Spin into the box. That kind of thing. They're both short, but have no issue against bigger, larger defenders using their bodies. They know how to use their bodies. Rudias has that kind of spin and turn that Freddie used to do in the 18-yard box. Where they differ is Freddie had more tricks. Freddie could, Freddie could pick the ball up outside the 18, face you up, faint, make you jump, go other side, faint, make you jump, go other side, and then shoot. But Rudias is quicker. Freddie wasn't fast. Freddie wasn't even quick. Rudias can cover ground five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten yards really quickly. I asked Brian Schmetzer the other day, is he more Freddie? Is he more Oba? He said, he's more Freddie. He goes, no one is Oba. And I agree. But Rui Diaz, so far, regardless of what happens down the line, looks like the right signing the team needed because the quality he has has elevated the level of play of this team. And you have Warburin, who's the team's leading goal scorer, who maybe still deserves to be playing. And you can maybe down the line play the two of them together. Great issue to have. Number three, playoff chances. I know we're on a great run. I know 
It's six games unbeaten, hopefully seven by this weekend. But realistically, what are the Sounders' playoff chances? Not long ago, I looked at the table and the Sounders were 12 points behind where they should be. And I said, oh my God, I had no idea the gap was that big. They're not making it. Then I'm like, it's MLS. You've seen this. Go on a short run here and there. Teams around you drop points. Got a couple of games in hand. It's in Seattle's hands. You don't have to win every game. You don't have to go unbeaten, you know, undefeated the rest of the season. Seattle can afford to lose three, maybe four more games. Max, that's pushing it. A couple of draws here and win the rest. And the teams around you will lose points because they're all playing each other. They're all losing games. Those games in hand, if you take care of business, they help. I really do see Seattle making the playoffs. It's going to be tough, don't get me wrong. But I cannot wait the last week of October when each and every one of you owes me an apology because I was sitting in this chair in March, in April, telling you, calm down, the sky's not falling, it's the injuries. It's just a bad start, we'll be okay. No, this year's different. This year feels different. Team's just not good. We are so bad. Mm-mm. Don't speak too soon. Not there yet, so I won't speak too soon. But I'd be surprised if what we've seen in the last six games isn't sustained in some way through these last couple of months of the season. That's all I have time for this week. I am Steve Zakwani. This is Winging It with Zakwani, the team on the road playing Minnesota United. I didn't even have time to cover one of my favorite players. Beware, Darwin Quintero, fantastic player. Keep an eye on him. Keep him quiet. You pick up the points. We'll see you next time right here on Winging It with Zachary.